Hello and welcome. My name is Nicole. I'm a yoga teacher, and this is your podcast all around the topics of yoga, health, mindfulness, and personal growth. Hello and welcome back. We are still in Corona times. I don't know which week it actually is. It feels like since forever. And I miss traveling so, so much and I bet you do too. And if you are a travel addict like me, I promise you, you're gonna love this episode because it's another interview with another one of my Cape Town friends with Liz, who is a travel influencer and a digital nomad. And in this interview, she shares how it all started, that she became a digital nomad and that she started to travel all around the world and what she learned from that, how she manifested her dream job, a super interesting topic. And we also talk about her self-care routines. And yeah, I wish you lots of joy and fun listening to this interview. Let me know what you think about it afterwards. And let's get started. Hi, beautiful Liz. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so, so, so much. I'm so, so happy to be here too. Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing great. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually just uh, got back to Germany this week and I'm very happy to be back and very happy to be here in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, true. You were uh, still in Cape Town where the two of us met um, a couple of months ago. Yeah. We went on a hike together. <laughs> and, yeah, that was memories. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what um, what did you do in Cape Town, actually? Wow, okay. So Cape Town. Um, well, I have a very special relationship with Cape Town. I am madly in love with that place. Um, I went there the first time September last year. And I went there because I, well, I basically, I'm a digital nomad. So that means that I work from different places in the world. Um, I work online so that um, I can just explore the world. Um, on my own while working as well and I just decided to go to Cape Town out of complete intuition so that's how I ended up in Cape Town there was no reason for it <laughs> crazy I, I share your love for it definitely too it's so nice it's the best place yeah I recommend everybody to go there for sure <laughs> but your lifestyle is super super inspiring I also love when you were telling about it because the thing is also you didn't grow up in Germany like I did, but you grew up in Barcelona, right? I yeah, heard you speaking yeah. Spanish and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that right now, already the lifestyle that I have now is very, you know, different to most lifestyles. Um, but then also my background is very different. So I already grew up with this multicultural background. My, my dad is German, but my mom is Peruvian, actually. So complete other continent, complete other culture, Latina blood. And then they, they both met in Barcelona. And, and when, well, I was born in Germany, but then at the age of three, I moved to Barcelona with my mom and grew up there, as you just said. So from a very early stage in my life, I got like these three cultures, you know, the Catalan, the Peruvian and the German kind of in my life mixed together. And I think that is something that really 
from a very early stage of my life just infused me with this travel and world kind of yeah focus and and yeah just passion I guess mm -hmm. and but then how how did it start that you kind of like started this digital nomad life well I think as a lot of things in my life just by pure coincidence and luck and just magic of the universe as I like to call it um so I um, studied uh, business and marketing in Germany finished my degree and when I finished I decided to go on a year like a sabbatical year after university I had done that already when I was 18, so after high school, and I had loved that experience. Um, actually, that was the first experience that really got me into traveling. So I was sure I wanted to do it again and thought that after university was the perfect time to do so. I left and I really didn't have any kind of goal in mind. The only thing that I wanted was in that year that something would happen so that I could work remotely, you know, so I could keep on traveling and just working from wherever I, I want to go. That was like my aim and dream, you know, and I don't know, the, 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 like I said, the magic of the universe happened and I got a job offer from Mapify, a travel company in Berlin. Um, again, I don't even understand, you know, I was so, so lucky to get that, but, um, that happened, so I, I obviously accepted the offer, and sooner than than I already thought, I just you know found myself working in Hawaii for this amazing travel company, um, my dream coming true, and I kept on going since. That's crazy. That sounds so so nice. And what what would you say contributed or helped you kind of like? Uh, making that dream come true did you have any like practices that you were doing or how what do you think was it mm -hmm. I mean I'm a firm believer of actually I have learned to be a firm believer of just trusting life and following my intuition and just going with the flow I think that is something that really you know I, I, I truly live by those rules and I think in that year that I had taken myself, I kind of had that end goal, obviously a dream of mine, you know, to, to, to work, to be able to work as a digital nomad, to be able to work remotely for some company. And I guess I was so innerly sure and like just completely aligned with that manifestation that I guess that it just happened. I don't know out of where, if it was, luck if it was you know meant to be if it was i guess maybe i wanted it so so much that it just i just brought it into my life i love i love that so much because i i love the whole like how how you are the creator of your life right and yes. if you have a goal and if you have a dream just like focusing on it so much and getting onto this vibe and sending out yeah those like frequencies for mm -hmm. sure yeah and like I mean, it, a lot of factors came into place, obviously. It isn't just like, you know, one person just contacted me one time, one day, and then suddenly, you know, I had a job. Obviously, I do have experience in marketing. I studied that. I do have experience in traveling. I've been traveling since I'm 18, you know. Um, I, I was in contact already with the company. I knew the founders. They knew me. But also, was, that was a whole other coincidence. You know, it wasn't like a friendship or anything. It was more of a... 
I contacted them via Instagram because I, 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 I think I discovered the app, the Mapify app, just by, by a random friend. Um, yeah, he basically recommended the app to me because it was for travelers. So I, I just kind of like looked into the app, thought it was really cool. So I messaged them through Instagram, got in contact with them, and that's how the relationship got built. And then obviously when at some point the CEO saw all my travelings and, and my creativity and, and everything that I stand for, he thought that maybe I would be a good fit. And funny fact, the project that he contacted me first for was a project for Barcelona. It was basically just, um, he needed content from Barcelona. And I had just like a month before created a list of like restaurants and bars and lookouts in Barcelona and, you know, like markets, everything. So based on that list that he just randomly saw on Instagram, he was like, hey Liz, we would really need that. Could you see yourself doing something similar for us? And that's, that's how it all started. Nice. I think you just brought up a really important point that it's so important if you have a vision, not just waiting for it to happen, but bringing everything into place. So when an opportunity like that comes, it's just working out. For sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And another thing to include on that is working on it, really believing in it. And once you see the opportunity kind of unfolding, snapping into it, because I obviously he got me this project. It was um, a, just a you know a momentarily project. It wasn't meant to be completely like you're gonna work for us long term. It was just this Barcelona project, right? And once I got in contact with him, I had an insight of how the company works. I love the team. I love the company the values everything. I could really see myself you know working there full time. And as I mentioned before, I was really looking for a you know remote job. So once I got, I, I saw the opportunity to kind of, you know, be in contact with a CEO and with the company itself, I just kind of, you know, put on the table all my, um, you know, all, all the things that I could bring to the company. And I guess I just pitched him and I just convinced him about my personal, you know, you know, opportunities and, and everything. And, and so yeah, I guess he was com convinced by me. <laughs> That's so nice. And since then, where have you been so far? Can you take us through it in a short journey? I can, actually. <laughs> I can, I can. Oh, every place that I visit has a really special place in my heart, so I can remember perfectly all the, the route that I did. So um, we were talking about when, when Patrick, the CEO of Mapify, uh, first contacted me, I was in Brazil. So after I graduated from university, um, like I said, I decided to go on a one year adventure, gap year. I went to Brazil to start for three months. Reason for that was because my best friend was living there at the moment doing um, a master exchange. Went there for three months, that's when Patrick contacted me. Um, and then after Brazil, that's when my real digital nomad life started because I had a job kind of. So, um, I went to Colombia, then I went to Peru, each for a month. I went to Mexico, then after Mexico, I went to California to visit a friend. Then I went to Hawaii, which was one my first like real true love of that trip. I loved Hawaii. And then after Hawaii, I went to Bali. Um, so Hawaii and Bali were kind of longer periods of time where I kind of lived there. After Bali, I went to Barcelona, spent there this summer, so also like three, four months. 
And after Barcelona, I went to Cape Town and that was also like three, three months, something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's like the whole summary of, mm-hmm. of this last year and, and some months. <laughs> okay. And what would you say have been so far your main like learnings out of that time and in your own like self-development? Because you did all of that also completely on your own, right? Yes, that was um, all on my own. So Brazil was with my best friend. We were living together on, in our flat. But after Brazil, I, everything else, um, you know, was, was on my own. Sorry, no, Colombia, Peru, I did travel with her still. Um, she's Colombian, I'm Peru, like I'm Peruvian. So we kind of met each other's cultures and it was a beautiful. But then after Peru, I left uh, on my own, yeah. So... First of all, traveling on your own is a huge challenge. You learn so, so much about you. I think I learned, I learned so many things that I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. Um, but I think the main one was to really trust my intuition. Like I said before, I live by the rules of everything happens for a reason. You know, go with the flow, trust your intuition, trust the timing of your life. All those things kind of point into the same direction, basically just letting go of this stress related to, I don't know who I am, I'm lost, I don't know what to do with my life, um, you know, what, like, what values do I have? Like, just this whole stress about, about not trusting in the process of life, that was a huge mistake, that I, I, a huge flaw that I had. I used to stress so much about those things. And through solo traveling, and traveling in general, I understood that I have to just believe in me and trust my intuition. And that now has become my, my biggest asset for life. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. Do you, while traveling, do you still maintain any routines that you do or do you have any practices? Yes, I'm honestly, I'm known for the girl uh, that has <laughs> routines. Um, All my friends know this. I do follow a lot of routines, morning routines, you know, day, weekly routines, daily routines that I live by and that I really, you know, I'm so thankful for and grateful for because they have changed my life as well. So obviously, because traveling is, you know, so fast paced and so inconsistent, um, you know, you, every day you're somewhere else or um It just, you know, this travel nomad lifestyle is, is, is not very, you don't have this regular routine, I guess. So you have to have own routines to maintain your life consistent. So what I do, I have a morning routine that is very sacred to me. Um, first, obviously, you know, all the bathroom, I have even like a special kind of routine of, of what I do in the bathroom in the mornings. Then I do my breakfast, always kind of the same breakfast, actually. It's basically just oats. <laughs> And then um, the very first thing that I always do in the mornings is I journal. So while I'm having breakfast, I journal. And that is something that has changed my life. It has made me a lot more grateful and a lot more present. I basically, in the journal, it, it has changed over time. So you know, how I, what I journaled about in the beginning is very different to now. So now what I do is I keep track of my, my day, of my past day. So I kind of write down, I summarize what I've done the last day on like a timetable kind of thing. Then I also, every morning I write down one thing I'm grateful for in general, one moment of the past that I'm, that I remember because it was meaningful. 
Then I write down something that I was grateful for yesterday. I write down some, uh, the most meaningful moment of yesterday. Then I wrote down a win of yesterday. So th- something I accomplished or something I'm, I'm like proud of. Then I write down a favor that I did yesterday. So that could be something like super silly or like, you know, something simple, um, but something just a genuine gesture for somebody. And, and you know, th- those are the things that I've write down about. Like, it's just basically a sentence. So it doesn't take that much time. And then I basically have a little um, space left where I kind of write as if it was a diary, like dear diary, and kind of write down my, my, my thoughts, just, just a few s- simple sentences. It doesn't take much, more than like 15 minutes in total, I would say. So that is the one thing that I have done this last year and a half that, um, you know, I, it just has given me this consistency. And then after journaling, I usually either like, you know, listen to news for like 10, 15 minutes. I meditate at night. So my night routine is usually meditation. And I also love to stretch at night. It kind of gives me that peace in mind before going to bed. Um, also very quick. It's just like 10 minutes. It's very intuitive. I can, I don't follow any like, you know, uh, stretching session. It, it's always how my body feels like, and I just kind of move around and, and so on. And as general routines, I guess I do always practice sports and being outside in nature. I like to read all this good stuff, you know, like art. I like to paint. I like to write. It's just things that I try to do as a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And how do you, I think, of course, you say you like um, painting and so then you kind of automatically do it. But I feel like with things like journaling and meditating, it takes a lot of still effort to do it, at least for me, I have to say. What helps you to really stick to those things? It's the effect I have um, felt in my life and in my well-being. Um, I think that through journaling, through art, through stillness in my mind, I have gained so much confidence in myself, so much peace, so much me time well-being, you know, that um, it's just good for you. It's in general, like it makes you feel good. It's like sports, obviously nobody or like, you know, usually you're not like super excited to go for a run, like, but after you are have gone for a run, you are, you feel amazing, right? It's that post me time, post exercise time that just makes your body happy um so that's a similar thing with meditation and journaling um it's it's the effect that that motivates me okay and when did you start with the meditation and how do you meditate oh interesting question so uh, my mom i gotta say my mom um has it was a meditator in the past she has also done yoga in the past she you know, knows a lot about just kind of this more of an alternative kind of, you know, well-being lifestyle. So um, I think that because I had heard meditation with her and I, I had obviously, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I just, in general, nowadays, I feel like meditation is in a hype. So a lot of people talk about the positive effects of meditation. So I guess um, I just wanted to try it out. I don't exactly remember when I started or why I started, um, but I just started. I think I, I just found myself kind of sitting down for five minutes. That's, that's like 
the very beginning. It was just five minutes, super quick, closing my eyes, focusing on my breath. And since, since then, that was like probably like two years ago. Um, since then, I've just kind of, you know, molded that or like changed that um, into how, what makes me feel best. So sometimes I do, I usually do 10 minutes. Sometimes I focus only on the sounds around me. Sometimes I do only focus on the breath. Sometimes I lay down and I feel my body, you know, like I concentrate on my body. Um, sometimes I have, I do gratefulness meditation. So that means basically just in your head, you know, being grateful for the people that you're, that you have in your life and so on. So I kind of try to vary and like, you know, switch them up so it doesn't get always boring. Cause I, I know like, you know, quote unquote boring. Cause I know that a lot of people relate meditation to just getting bored because you don't do anything or don't have to think about anything. So there's a lot of types of meditation and I would highly suggest for anybody to try out any, some type of meditation and just find their way into what makes them feel best. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, that's a yeah. good that's a good recommendation. Um, and another question, referring back to all your traveling, because you share all your travels so, so nicely on Instagram. So you have okay. the super nice Instagram channel. And how, is that a lot of work for you actually, or? Um, so it's a side job for me. I do make an income as well. So I do try to be as consistent as I can. It is work, of course, all the photos, the videos, it's, it's a daily thing, you know, every, every day you have to respond messages, have to produce content, but I do it um, with joy because obviously I know that so many people have gotten influenced by my routines and my travel passion. And, you know, they either have gone on solo trips on their own or they've started meditation. And I, you know, I always get these messages from time to time of like, thank you so much, Liz. And that makes me just so genuinely happy that um, it motivates me to, to keep on producing and, and, and being constantly online. Yeah, I can so understand it so well because it's kind of like the same for me with doing the podcast because yeah. obviously it, it is quite a lot of work but when you get feedback from people that you contributed to their life in a positive way yeah. there is nothing better and I think that's a really really important point of doing it because if it was like you said you wanted you wanted to be a travel influencer just for the money then I think that just doesn't lead anywhere with nothing like in life you really have to live by the values that you portray on your social media accounts if you want to be successful on them for me traveling like everybody knows that traveling is my life traveling has changed me traveling has just made me understand who I am and that's why I so passionately want to take this message out into the world so that other people also can find themselves through traveling or through something else if if they 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 find they passion to be something else you know so yeah and how do you do it actually on all your travels do did you adapt a very minimalistic lifestyle so you mean to travel more with like all your things because um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always travel with two suitcases, to be honest, one big one and one like for the plane. Um, so I, I guess I have learned to, to live minimalistic. I don't realize it like on my day to day life because I have more things at home. I have actually a pretty big closet with, with all my stuff and, you know, papers and from high school and books and memories and everything. So Thank God I still have a room here at my dad's uh, place. I also have a room at my mom's place in Barcelona. And that's where I kind of 
you know, everything else stays there. And then whenever I go back home and then leave again, I kind of switch the things, you know, that I take with me so that I obviously have new clothes and, and like other, other, you know, whatever, you know, jewelry, whatever. So that's why it doesn't feel as though I have a limited or like minimalistic closet, for instance, but I do travel very lightly for sure. I mean, you have to, there's no way that you can do, you know, be 10 months abroad and have a suitcase and still have, have, have everything that a, a person has in its flat that lives there, you know? So, um, but that's something good. I think that it does help you also declutter your, your life in general, like all your, you know, unnecessary things. For sure. I would love that actually. I feel like when you don't move or a lot of times or when you don't move a lot of times your apartment, I mean, then you just sum up so many things and it feels like such a heavy weight somehow. Yeah, I am grateful for that. Like that's it's it, and it's something that over time as well, I have I have noticed that I don't there's so many things that I don't need while traveling, like, you know, and I started to bring less and less and and but it I also like right now for me when I go to a new place, I cannot try to buy special things that remind me of that place because um like I said before, I do have a very strong relationship with every country and every city that I visit. So um little things like a ring you know i do collect rings from every place i go to so I'd, i'd rather you know take less with me and then maybe even get like a very special vintage jacket from you know cape town for instance and that will my whole life remind me of cape town which is so beautiful and then rather take that with me back home than than just bring unnecessary things the whole time in my suitcase mm -hmm. yeah I can understand mm -hmm. that. And do you plan to keep traveling the next years? Like obviously right now it's it's not possible, but it's uh, it's very difficult, hey, because um it's I think that as a digital nomad, I want to keep traveling. I want to keep on doing this lifestyle and just exploring the whole world. Can at some point I kind of made it my goal to live in kind of every continent and and live in as many countries and as many cities as possible. But at some point you start missing having that, you know, routine linked to having an apartment in a certain place and being able to really focus on a closed, you know, group of friends and kind of develop the friendships that you already have instead of building always new ones. And, and, and just that security of kind of, yeah, just staying longer in, in one place. Um, But I think it's, it's a balance. So right now in my life, it's still a lot of things that make me want to explore more. Obviously, when Corona is, you know, hopefully over. Um, but then at the same time, I am feeling as though my self longs for stability and, and some type of like, you know, broader routine. So... I am very curious to see how that develops in the future. Maybe I'm just going to keep on being a digital nomad for a year, maybe for two, maybe only for half a year. I know, for instance, now I have fallen in love with Cape Town so, so much mm -hmm. that I, it was actually the first time that I returned to a place. So Cape Town, I went last year and I returned this year again for two months. And honestly, like, whenever corona is over i kind of have the longing of, of going there again so 
maybe I stay in South Africa and that's the place that I, I choose for myself. Oh, I, I want to go there again too. And I think, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, it would definitely also be a place for me where I could consider living, but I don't know for how long, because what bothered me, I have to say, was the whole security aspect. Mm, I know what you mean, especially like looking into the future, into your 30s and into kids and family. It does, it, it does matter, you know, how secure a country is. Um, so that also obviously is something I will take into account. But for now, you know, I'm 24 now. So for the rest, like the next two, two or three years, I could definitely see myself, you know, maybe doing like half your Berlin, half your Cape Town. Um, that is something I have because the company that I work for now is in Berlin. So th that's something that I see very plausible. And, and who knows, like, it would be very sad to give up this very fast paced exploring the world's life that I have now. But at the other hand, I have to just evaluate how important, you know, how important, the, where does the balance, the, the balance go, you know, like how important are certain elements um right now for me and like i said before i guess that i always trust my intuition so whatever my heart tells me that's what i'm gonna do yeah sounds like a good plan <laughs> um did you have any uh experience while you were traveling where you were like okay fuck this shit i want to go home <laughs> oh um actually i ha i i don't remember any right now i have always been very lucky while traveling nothing major or nothing dramatic has happened to me i do remember though um that feeling of like fuck everything i want to go home and that funny enough that was at the very beginning that was in australia when i was 18 that was my first gap year that i said before so after high school went a year to australia and i remember the very beginning of me moving to sydney starting my life there I was still looking for a flat and I was, I remember being at a hostel, you know, you know, this whole like chaos of the beginning. I was still so young. I didn't, I wasn't a traveler at that point. So I didn't know how to, you know, connect with other travelers. I didn't know the whole hostel kind of like connections and, 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 and like, you know, so I remember being um, upstairs, everybody was having dinner and they were all sitting in their groups and different tables. And I just felt so distant to everybody i felt so weird with myself i didn't know who to talk to what to t say you know uh, and so i remember going with with my food back to my room and kind of eating <laughs> eating in the bed and just kind of thinking why the hell did i decide to come to the other side of the world on my own like fuck this shit i want to go back um i do remember that moment very well but i also remember that that moment led to me you know taking action the next day and then that action led to you know doing you know like trying and and and, and just you know day by day kind of kind of being more extroverted and kind of trying to like you know just talk to people even though i felt awkward and i guess that throughout this last six years of my life, every time, every day, you know, has, has increased my ability to kind of just be extroverted and, and just go with the flow in every situation. And right now I can say I'm, I'm, I just, 
I would never be back at that situation where I don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's exactly how you grow, right? You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yes, that's exactly how you grow. You know, uncomfortable situations make you change and make you understand and make you develop. And that's how personal growth, you know, becomes a thing. So um, that's why I always tell my friends that they have to go for their biggest passions, even if that means that they're going to feel uncomfortable or they don't know how to start something, you know, that's the magic of life. Like you confront your fears because you want something. It's scary at the beginning, but if you just go for it, you kind of just at some point figure things out, right? Like somehow it always works. And then I guess you learn. And five years later, You never imagine, you could never imagine being back at that start, you know. Especially afterwards, sometimes you don't even realize how much you've grown because it happens so naturally somehow. And then a hundred percent. That's so funny because like I actually, <laughs> one of the things also, one of the routines that I have um, is apart from my journaling, which is more like goal focused and more like, you know, day tracking, I do keep a video diary. Um, so that means since I'm, since the age of 18, I have been keeping videos where I just talk to the camera and that in, in this case, it's a camera of my laptop, just, you know, doesn't have to be the best quality. Just, I kind of start talking about everything that is happening in my life. And sometimes it was, it's five minutes, sometimes it's half an hour. Um, and I just talk to the camera about, about my life life my my you know my accomplishments my fears my thoughts um anything and it's so crazy because now you know i'm 24 i look back to those videos like when i'm 18 and and i see that's where I, you really see and understand wow i have changed dramatically i have learned so much You know, I am a complete other person and I'm proud of this process. And that's the end goal of, of you know, personal growth and self-development. That's such a nice idea to do that. I can recommend you, that to anybody for sure. Yeah. One last question for you, because I love sharing on this podcast the best books in the world. So let us know, do you have any good book recommendations? What, what are your favorites? Yes. So there's a few. I think that one, one of my favorites, I have to say, or one of the ones that really helped me um, kind of understand myself and my path was um, one that is called The Alchemist. I think that most of people might know it. Um, it's a very short book, so I would recommend everybody to, to read it. Um, it basically just makes you just kind of understand what life is about and how your path forms so yeah the alchemist really really good book and then another that i really liked just in general i think it was um the catcher in the rye that's i think also another one a very good one um and yeah i think there's there's a lot of other books also like personal development books that i've read also about like intuitive living so i think for instance um one that is called um i think it's called Uh, intuitive eating yeah I think that one helped me a lot in regards to just food and my relationship to food um, but 
that's more like personal, you know, personal things. Um, but those three, I would, I would highly recommend to everybody. Okay, I'm gonna write them down into the show notes, yeah. as well as your Instagram name, because everyone should out should check out your beautiful travel pictures. It's really so so nice what you share. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I hope obviously, like if anybody wants travel inspiration, good vibes, or any type of you know like productivity tips, um, I I always share that on my Instagram and. Yeah, I, I always, always, I'm so grateful for anybody that comes along you and that just, I, I have the opportunity to inspire or to get to know better. Mm -hmm. That's super nice. Thank you so much, Liz, also for right now inspiring us here. So nice what you shared. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really interesting. And I honestly, I, I am so... Um, I admire your work as well so much. Also this podcast, it's great. It's a great work that you do. So keep on doing this. Thank you. And I hope we will see each other again soon in real life. I hope so too, either in Copenhagen or in, in Cape Sound. That would be amazing. Going for another hike or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you could take some inspiration away from it, some positivity and also thank you so much for your ongoing support. I am so happy and grateful and of course if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast, rate it on Apple Podcasts, maybe you also want to write a review. And yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. I'll be talking to you very soon. Stay safe, take care and namaste.